Hello everybody, it's Ben and Simon here. Hey. How you feeling, Simon? I'm annoyed. Feeling pretty fucking pissed off, are you? I am so ashamed of myself. <laughs> so, the podcast episode you're about to hear may suffer from some slight audio issues. We've done our best to treat the audio to push up the volume of Simon on my recording because Simon's recording totally and royally screwed us. Yes. And is unusable and irredeemable. So we're going to use my recording, and we've pushed up Simon, and as a result, there's lots of weird noises where it's pushed up the sounds in between us talking as well. So it sounds a little bit strange, but hopefully you can get past that. The episode is good, and it's strong, and it's beautiful. Yes. And if you want consistent audio levels that aren't very good, you can go to youtube.com forward slash PlayStation Radio UK to watch the live stream version of this episode which only had audio coming through the PlayStation camera. So that might be a bit more reliable audio than this, but this will be hopefully slightly better quality but still a bit shit as well. Yeah, but it is worth listening to. It's a good episode. Please. Now I'm in Jaden, FBI. Victor Goddamn Sullivan. Booker DeWitt. Solid Snake. Commander Shep. Morton Sullivan. You're listening to PlayStation. 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 PlayStation Radio. Radio. Radio UK. This is PlayStation Radio UK. to go? We are ready to go. Mr Thornton, I believe you are introducing... The show. The show. It's a lot of pressure when there's five people watching. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> and I usually fuck it up anyway. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of pressure. Well, I can do it if you want. Oh, that's fine. This is one, two, three, yeah. Show one, two, three. You don't say the episode number, though. What? Yeah, you do. No, you don't. You've already fucked it up. Yeah, you don't, do you? This is 97.1 FM PlayStation Radio. This is 97. You're not even going to let me finish talking before you just go. I want to make it hard for you to edit. (laughs) It's not going to be hard, it's just going to be bad. This is 97.1 FM. You're listening to PlayStation Radio UK. It is the 13th of August, I'm guessing. I think it is. I think that's what we discussed earlier. And it's 25 past 11 at night. Fuck's sake. And we're doing a live show. Yeah. Streaming online. So this is literally live. Yes. This is the first one that we've actually done live that's called the live show. Usually usually we say live just because we're alive and we're in the same room. Yes. That's our logic. (laughs) (laughs) As in we're in the same place and we're recorded in the same place and in that sense it was kind of live. But we are actually streaming on the internet. To five people. To five people because we only just announced that we were doing it before we're going on. Um, The main purpose of this was to actually be able to use this footage afterwards and 
release it on our YouTube channel so people can watch the episode rather than listen to it if they want to afterwards. If you if you're watching it live, then thank you very much. Um, your 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 attendance is appreciated. Thanks for turning up, but not necessary. Oh, <laughs> so you can just go <laughs> because we're recording the audio as we always do on our uh, computers. And um, how are we going to do this video? Am I? Am I going to put the podcast audio? We didn't count down yet. We didn't either. So we just count down there. As we hit go, we'll clap, and that's how you'll match it with... Or we can just three, two, one, go, and that'll be fine. But you won't... You mean, and watch the mouth say it? Is that the way you're I suppose so. Yeah, we could... We could... Why have to why when we wave, when we wave, and... and Or something. Okay. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, that would look a bit strange, wouldn't it? Why? I don't know. Well, we've fucked it up now. It's in the show. It's in the show. Let's just count down. Okay. Three, Three, two, one, go. There we go. So that is now in sync. That makes no sense at this point in the show. But when I'm editing, I'll find this point and I'll think, right, now I can synchronise the rest of it. So there's a little bit of behind the scenes for people who aren't even watching live. Yes. Because people watching live are just going to get an uncut, shit version of the show. Yeah. But they do get to see some of your man baby toys. Only a few of them. Only a few. Most of them are on that ship, the, those shelves over there. You've got so many... You know Psychoville? How the guy collects, like, beanie toys? The blind guy? Uh, no. Well, that's what you're like. Thanks, mate. <laughs> okay. I mean, I put your leisure suit, Larry... Um, that is good. That is on your half, because that's your shame. That's on the desk in front of us, so you can see that the, the leisure suit, Larry, framed yeah. thing. Let's start the show properly. Why are we here? What's happening? What's happened is... I'm in Newcastle. You've just moved up to Gateshead. I did earlier in the week. Head of the gate. Yes, that is him. <laughs> and I came down on the train. How, how much was that train? £20 return, which is like $20 nowadays. From Edinburgh? Yeah. You got to come Edinburgh down. Here, mm-hmm. That's less than it would take... That's less than it takes me to get a taxi from the centre of Edinburgh back. Really? Yeah. That's fucking cheap, isn't One it? One taxi. One so, taxi? Yeah, not even both ways, because this is both ways for 20 quid. You, so, Simon Thornton goes both ways for twenty pounds. That is, that is <laughs> that's too much. <laughs> uh, so yeah, down in Newcastle. We, yeah. Yesterday we did. We kind of had a test at this live stream stuff. We caught the bug. Yeah, we yes. Yeah, as you can see. Just riddled. Riddled. <laughs> Just we need help. We streamed the funniest game I think I've ever played. Yeah, and we're going to talk about it in the what in, we've in been what playing we've session been uh, in a minute, and it's. It was funny, and I imagine that we've probably got quite a large crossover audience of people who were watching yesterday, who are watching us now, mm-hmm. do this show. Uh, so yeah, I moved up to uh, Gateshead for work. I'm due to start work next week, and I'm very excited. But I've, I've just had a really fucking busy week. Um, we made a desk. We made a desk yesterday. We had to wait for a mattress and a desk to, to be delivered. Now, the reason the mattress is being delivered is because much like the rest of this flat, it was totally fucked. It's a really nice flat, and I really like it, but it was in an absolute state. So there was stuff still in the bins. The previous tenant had left stuff in the dishwasher. There's still his stuff in the dishwasher. The worst thing is there was stuff in the fridge. There's a couple of things in the fridge. A couple of things... 
no, not anymore. No, no. In the in the freezer, which meant that when I arrived, and there were like horrible smudgy finger marks all around the light switches and stuff, uh, just crap everywhere. The the floors were dirty. It was disgusting, and it should never have been left to me in that state. All oh, the the bed frame was also broken, so all the slats had been snapped, and the wardrobe when I tried to open it collapsed, like just fell apart. So that was also good. Um, which meant that the first evening I was here, because I arrived at about lunchtime, I had to spend the entire day cleaning it, and I couldn't unpack anything, and it hit about midnight, and I just unpacked my, my like, um, bed stuff and just got straight into bed and then carried on in the morning. It was fucking unacceptable, and I'm currently in the process of trying to sort out what the hell happened. But now, with the delivery of the desk yesterday and the construction of the desk, which is over there, which you can't see, I'm now unpacked. I moved in. You want to talk about the desk? The desk comes from Argos. It's an Argos desk. Other dingy warehouses are available. <laughs> but not as good. <laughs> and um, whatever company makes that... Oh, they had an absolute mare, didn't they? They really did. And, and apparently there's reviews, so this is not like a single case. Listen, you didn't get the unlucky desk. No. You got the desk that represents... Everyone else desks. got. Yeah. So the bottom drawer doesn't have a base to it. It just didn't come with a part, so the bottom drawer is useless. It's like a necklace, is what it was. A wooden necklace. Yeah, a really uncomfortable square necklace, or a bad wheel. Uh, what else was it they did that was wrong? Oh yeah, one of the things didn't have holes drilled in it that was meant to. Yeah, so we had to make our own holes. Yeah. That happened twice, but one bit isn't screwed in, remember, we had to use wood glue because it was no... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So all in all, fuck Argos. Just just a really busy week struggling with Argos flat pack furniture. I've assembled about six pieces of furniture and I'm so fucking sick of it. And my arm hurts and my back hurts and my knees hurt from just being on the floor all the time, screwing stuff in. I'm just exhausted. Yeah, so... Just on my knees screwing. <laughs> yeah. Just screwing and making holes. Um, part of this. <laughs> you were yesterday. <laughs> and, uh, and today, Robert Ramsey came along. Yeah, associate editor of PushSquare.com, Robert Ramsey, uh, popped over because he lives nearby. And we, we went into town and hung out for a bit into Newcastle. He showed us around very briefly. Uh, we went and had a nice uh, Frankie and Benny's, which I've never been to before. And there was the loudest hen party. It wasn't even a hen, but it was a birthday. Was it a birthday? Because they got that, remember they got some happy birthday, like they were children. Oh, and they turned the music up so loud. It was it was so that you could hear the music over the cackling hens. They they were cackling. They were full. Hens. They were full on cackling. Yeah, it was insane. Maximum cackle. There was a party boat in the town. The saddest party boat. It was Sad, <laughs> the saddest this, party boat. The party boat was quieter than the than the bunch of yeah um, than the gaggle hags. Yeah. I didn't like them because of that. that <laughs> you <hell>. just decided. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Newcastle lost today in the football, so there was a lot of fans wandering around. It cost me 50 quid. Did it really? No. What the fuck did you bet 50 quid? Or would you I bet 50 quid? I wouldn't bet 50 Good. Good. Well, it was a free bet. But that's but it wasn't. It? Why would you even say that? It's... <laughs> offers nothing to this. I prove that I know things about manhood. <laughs> oh. Oh. Hang on, you need to turn on the, you do need to turn on the DualShock controller because it's decided that Hang on. Are we back? Has it back. has it disabled all of our settings? It has dis dis Oh no. Yeah, he's he's fucking cancelled it. That's a nightmare. Fuck's sake, so the, the DualShock... So people listening at home, which is going to be great. Yeah, we can cut the, this out. The DualShock 4... No, I want to leave it in. 
the DualShock 4 just turned off, at which point a blue screen came up saying that a player had left the game. And then when you turned it back on, it's cancelled all the stuff we have up on screen, which means I'm now going to have to turn it back on with this. Well, you can talk about what you've been up to. Well, we've come to Newcastle. That is the extent of it, really. I'm kind of all out of chat. I came there in, in the train. It was Virgin train. Yeah. It smelled so sweaty. You told me it was disgusting. a disgusting smell. Um, I had an apple. How, how was it? I didn't eat it until the next morning. Top five apples? Mm. Top five apples. Top five apples, okay. Good. And I made some korma, and then we... What else did we do? We had a Chinese. It was the worst fucking Chinese ever. It was average at best. It, it there was, was The thing that was bad about it, the flavours were okay, but the chicken meat wasn't like cut up chicken. It was sort of like, you know, like squares of chicken you get in a in a Subway sandwich. Yeah, just like processed, processed as shit. Um, fucking disgusting. Um, I'm nearly done now, Simon. What was it on? Was it on... Oh, it was broadcast options, wasn't it? Yes. Should I go and make sure that the controller doesn't turn off? Is that possible? Yeah, hold down... <laughs> so shit. Hold down the PlayStation button. <laughs> um, there we go. Do not turn off. Well, now we know how to do it. Okay, we're good now. You can put it on the floor. Right, we're back. We're back and it's going really well. Oh, look, I can view comments here as well. Lovely. So, do you want to just go into games? Have you done anything else you want to talk about? I went on holiday to France. Oh, yes. I went on holiday to France and I have got a quiz for you. Great. Roll the... It's be like my quiz where we're just the sound of poo. <laughs> Roll the jingle. A quiz detailing interesting and necessary facts from the wider world and people's travels within it. It's time for Ben or Simon's sexy foreign quiz shindig extravaganza spectacular quiz. So, this quiz is called Ben's Amazing France Holiday. Okay. Right? I can look at the answers, but I can't read your handwriting. Good. Really That's part of the reason why I write so terribly. <laughs> For spy reasons. You're like Da Vinci. Who says I didn't join MI6? Me. I said that. But can you trust me? Yes. If I wrote down that I did, would you be able to read it? No. And well, there we go. Would you write shit like that? <laughs> I don't know. Would you have a business card if you worked at MI6? That's a quick... That's would. Does a tree make a sound if it falls down in the wood and no one's there to hear it? Yeah. I don't know. Have a business card? Fucking shit, MI6 you know, people, isn't it? James Bond always tells people who he is. Bond. James Bond. Goes, like, discreet. What's your name? John Smith. Do you reckon he ever goes to Starbucks and they write Bond James Bond? <laughs> He's like, that's not my name. <laughs> what, why did you say it like that? I'll have a flat white shaken, not a <laughs> Hipster joke. Yeah, Hipsters. I didn't really understand, but I laughed at it anyway. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I am. Question one. Ben went to a historic castle town. It was very pretty. Newcastle? How many cats did Ben see? You counted them? Yeah, I took photos of them as well. What was the history of this town? I don't know. You were too busy counting I cats. took photos of cats. Wow, um, seven. Three. Three, okay. So that's no points. Question two. You always, just out of interest, you always log the cats that you see. It's important to me. Oh, you're a weird one. <laughs> you, you really are. Question two. Le Mont Saint-Michel is an island with a cathedral and town on it. Isn't it a city that's got a cathedral? Is that, is that kind of... I think that's just an English thing. Okay. Um, it was very pretty. Okay. 
How much cool stuff was there in the cathedral? How much cool stuff? Yeah. What define cool? On a scale of some stuff to co- lots of cool stuff. No, but would you say that as like a crucifix with Jesus in it is cool? I'm talking about cathedral shit, like original artifacts from seven or eight hundred years ago. How One. much? Hmm? One. There was nothing. I I don't go to cathedrals. There was there that. was nothing, and I'll tell you why. Basically, by the Nazis. Basically, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> basically, the cathedral had changed hands a couple of times over the over the centuries. Does that happen? Yeah, they, all the monks fucked off. Basically, there's a merger between and Judaism they, and Christianity. And they took they took all their shit with them. So now they sell tickets so you can go up and walk around the cathedral, but all the rooms are fucking empty. You could just walk through the rooms. That's so weird. I thought they were. It's terrible. Like, it's really boring. Aren't they meant to like denounce possessions and? Was in like there weren't even crucifixes and stuff. It was just a room that was religious. Maybe the devil attacked. Probably. That sounds like something the devil would Most do. Most of my knowledge of religion is from horror films. You're good, aren't you? It's true. Though. You're a good one. Question three. This is the last question. You'll be sad to hear. How many points have I got? None. Oh, okay. None. So this is all or nothing. Question three. At Ben's accommodation, there was a pool. Okay. It was very pretty. Yeah. What animal was lying dead at the bottom of it? <laughs> Lovely, you said it was very pretty. At what point did you notice there was a dead thing in there? Death can be beautiful, Simon. <laughs> That's true. You just have to open your heart. Um, what animal? Well, what kind of animal would be stupid enough to go in a fucking pool and not be able to get out? I know for a fact that rabbits do that. There were a lot of rabbits there. But it wasn't a rabbit? Possibly not. Was that, was that one of the three cats that you saw? I'll tell you the name of the animal in French. Okay, I don't, I don't speak French, so it's not really going to help. Yeah, and I'm going to murder like, the there. pronunciation. <laughs> what? That wouldn't What's even be cat? cat. That wouldn't even be cat, <laughs> would it? Why not? Granouille. Was it a granola? No, it wasn't a granola bar, no. <laughs> okay, I don't know then. It's a frog. A frog. It was just a frog. A frog, frog drowned? A frog drowned. What the fuck? Frogs are amphibious. They need to come out. He couldn't get out. Swim. Yeah, not forever. Oh, because it was too tired. He couldn't get out and it was chlorine water, so he just died. That's so sad. Yeah, we poked him. He said what animal would be stupid enough? To to jump into a pool and drown. That's not even stupid, that's just like... It's pretty stupid. It doesn't understand it's like, nature. It's like, if you're a frog and you don't know what a swimming pool is, you're a fucking stupid frog. Okay. Who hasn't been to frog school. I thought I was the scornful one. Rest in peace, I'm frog. R.I.P. Frog and Harambe. Yes. There we go. You want to rip this up? Quiz is done. Mm. I will rip it. You'll rip the quiz. Uh, Let's talk about games. There's something special about the entrance to an amusement park. A line drawn between the real world and the world of whimsy within. It's no wonder Callum ran back inside. Mommy's coming, Callum! Game of the week. The game of the week was definitely the park. The park. Definitely the park. <laughs> okay. Do you want to explain what the park is? Actually, before you do, we did a, an impromptu live stream of this last night, and I want to thank the following people for coming out and watching. Again, we just gave about an hour's warning and just said, we're going to do a live stream. So this, we had Luke, we had Ethan, we had James C.K., we had James Evans, Kurt, Mark, John, Todd, Lewis, Bats, Goff, and Don Benane. 
who I'm not familiar with. But thank you very much, all of you, for coming out. And I hope you all enjoyed it very much. The full live stream, which is about an hour and a half, is now on our YouTube channel. It's really funny, and we're not talking arrogantly about ourselves, as in the game is absolute shit, and it's just it's just the worst game in the best way. Yeah, or the best game in the worst way. Either or, really, isn't it? Yeah, it's both, isn't it? Yeah. Um, and basically, it's, it's a horror game. Uh-huh. It's an hour and a half long, because all the best games are. Um, in and out, without... Any hassle. Yeah, without even breaking a sweat. Yeah, it was 6.50. Little bit of jump scare. One that worked. <laughs> One. <laughs> a lot that didn't work. One that did work. Yeah. Um, I'm just turning the music off because it's fucking back on. There's music again? Yes. Oh, sorry, guys, if you were listening to music. Which is annoying because it'll be in the actual stream now. Oh, not what? Because we're taking the audio off. Yeah, but then when I put the audio back in, it's going to have the jingles and stuff in, isn't it? Which is going to be really confusing. Unless I put it straight in before I edit it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it doesn't matter we don't need to talk about that here so this game was um, very shit I don't know how to get to your thing give me that um, it's basically set in a theme park yeah well, the game is advertised as being set in a theme park only half of it is and it's called The Park yeah so for 45 minutes you play as this woman who whose son loves the theme park and they go to the theme park the son fucking does a runner at like 60,000 miles per hour he just he just fucking goes he's mad you tell him to stay in the car and walk away he's fucking mad for the park he loves it it's all he can think about he wakes up and he's like mum we need to go to the park she's like which park mum the park it must I mean it must be the only one close to them because it's fucking wank it is it is a terrible it's a terrible theme park you go up the escalator and to be fair this game clearly didn't have any kind of a budget But that escalator, you stood on that escalator and it moved and it took you up, which which was impressive. And I was impressed by that. But as you go up, you have a little aneurysm and it suddenly goes to nighttime and it gets all spooky. And there's clearly something very wrong with the park. So then you've got to try and find your son, Callum, who he later um, christened Kebab. So you've got to find Kebab and... In order to find him, you've got to wander around the park, of which there is, like, one direction to go. And as much as you try to go another direction. You, can, you can't. There are a number of rides that you can ride, and each one will have a weird twist. Your character will spout exposition, and as you progress through the rides, it'll be less about trying to find Callum. The first ride, she didn't make any noises throughout. She didn't give a shit. And then she got off, she's like, I wonder where Callum has gone. The first ride was a swan... Like a tunnel of love kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good bit. But a Hansel and... It was a retelling of Hansel and Gretel. And they had a narrator reading it out. And it was projected onto the walls of the cave that you were going through. Yeah, it was... There was nothing original about it. It was literally just Hansel and Gretel. It was the entire story of Hansel and Gretel for about seven or eight minutes. But that takes up a large chunk of the game. And it was the first thing we did. And we had no input or control over it. The only thing that was remotely... Well, the only thing that was remotely strange about that is immediately you go in and if you look to the left, there's a guy dressed as a chipmunk with red eyes and he's just looking at you. It's like, And then you look at him and you have sort of this lingering moment where you're staring at each other. You think, is he, 
is he going to do anything? And he just stands there. You get a trophy, which kind of takes... If it was going to be scary, all the fear is gone. Because, ding! Well done. <laughs> you looked at... Found him. Chuck. You found Chuck. Chad. 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 keep thinking he's called Chuck. Yeah, so Chad is the main... Uh, he's not really the main villain, but he is one of the bad guys that's meant to cause jump scares. Throughout. He's, he's dressed like a chipmunk. And he even has, like, a zip up the middle. Yeah. He's as cute as sack boy, I'd say. But with red eyes. Yeah. And you find several notes around implying that he was a creepy murder man. Child rapist. Child rapist. He raped the chittles. I don't want to give much away about this. Yeah, we don't need to talk much more about it, but needless to say, it gets a lot worse and a lot funnier, and some of the rides are so brilliantly terrible, and uh, it's amazing. The game gets worse, but it gets funny worse. The worst thing about the game was the boring swan ride at the start. Yeah, that was bad. From that moment on, nothing was boring again. Apart from when we got into the the house and we got stuck, because we we didn't trigger something. We'd walked past it, but it didn't trigger, so we had to come all the way back and trigger it again, and then it let us carry on, which was a bit crap. Um, that's going to come up on the stream, isn't it? That fucking thing. But I would say it was probably the best bad game I ever played. I don't play many of them. But I played a lot of bad games. The bad games you've played aren't funny at all, though. And this yeah, yeah this one was. Um, it was awesome. I think people should watch it. If 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 I would if I had to put it into context of how bad good it is, the thumbnail for this video is like a clickbait type title. Yeah. Where usually you think, well, that's that can't be true. I'll click on that. Yeah. It says, "Fucking your dad in the park." And then it's got a picture of a ke- kebab meat and Harambe the gorilla. And everything in that album art or thumbnail happens. It's totally accurate. We're not lying at all. <laughs> We cannot overstate how incredible this game is. It's a, it's, the stream was about an hour and 45 minutes long, so I think you owe it to yourself to go and watch it. We're not going to split it up. There's talk of potentially putting out a small highlights video at some point, maybe, but you should just go and watch the whole thing because there's not really many moments where either we're not talking or nothing's happening. Most of the most of the time is us trying to wrap our heads around what the fuck is happening. Oh, that's the thing that we should talk about. The storyline in this game is so bad, and that's not necessarily a negative thing there's games with bad storylines that work mm-hmm. um, it just leaves so many loose ends at, at the end that uh, make no sense and the game just ends it as well it takes itself so seriously though it thinks that it is the smartest thing ever yeah it's very offensive in that way it's like in your face look how fucking good I am at writing um, and guess what you're not newsflash anyway yeah. let's talk about shit games like um, Soma Soma, yeah. We played so well. I played Soma. And mm-hmm. um, we, I, I remember it as being like a couple of hours long, a bit like Firewatch. Yeah, he said, "Oh, don't worry, it's only three hours long." Nine hours later. If you want to know why we were late, why we were late for the live stream, it's because Simon told me, "Oh, we're at the end now." I was like, "Okay, I'll just send out a quick tweet saying 45 minutes. We're going to do a live stream uh, for a spooky game, which was the park." And uh, and how long did we end up playing for? Like an hour and 45 minutes? Yeah, an hour, for, an, hour an hour, I should think it was. No, it was longer than an hour. Okay, well, yeah. We kept playing a lot longer. I mean, the thing is, I remember that game as a walking simulator. Yeah. And I, I, I always have in my head, walking simulator, that must be about three hours long. Yeah. But having played it for a second time, mm-hmm. I now would class this game as an adventure game, with like a horror adventure game. Yeah. I think this is closer to what adventure games are like nowadays than it is to a walking simulator yeah a walking simulator doesn't have anything to do I mean we just played a walking simulator last night 
um, the park, mm. and the only thing we could interact with was notes. Oh, the smallest font. The smallest font you couldn't read. It was terrible. And levers. And there was, I think, four levers in the whole game. Yes. So this... Soma has way more puzzles and lots of stuff to interact with, and um, you've obviously got the the kind of... the woman who's telling you the storyline. Yeah. But it's done in a very clever way because she's also your key to open the doors, Mm -hmm. which is very clever. Um... So the storyline is really, really good. It's quite a clever game the way that it does some certain level design elements, um, and the ending's amazing. I think I love the ending. Yeah, it was it was a really intriguing subject matter, and I think a lot of people might struggle perhaps to get past the first hour or so when suddenly shit just starts to turn upside down, and you're like, what? This doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but it all starts to make sense. show itself and reveal itself, and it's it's really interesting and it shows it showcases some really really interesting ideas, some yeah. very interesting philosophical points about what is it to be human and yeah how do you value life and the afterlife and what is living and that kind of stuff. Um, it's really fascinating, and you're right, that end is equally amazing and bleak as fuck at the same time. Like that, That's incredible. Because it is a horror game, the bleakness of the ending fits it so well. But even though it's a horror game, like you say, it's very philosophical, which isn't normal for a horror game. Yeah. Um, and, and what I would say is um, definitely give it a shot. Yeah. Some of the ghosts overstay their welcome. They're not ghosts, but some of the spooky things overstay their welcome. Yeah, the monsters just sort of stand there, don't they? And which is which was quite annoying at times. They wouldn't move yeah. on from an area where you, you were trying to get to. You can tell that their movements are kind of randomised. Yeah. And some, sometimes that means that they can just stand there while you're waiting for them to go for for far too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but and that is it's funny. It's the only horror game I've played where I've said, you know what the worst thing was. The monsters. Yeah, the spooky bits. Yeah. And I think you are totally right, the point that you made previously about it would make an amazing TV show or film. I think it would be incredible. The setting as well. Something that's worth talking about. The setting is underwater in in a kind of science lab. Yeah. And something that's fascinating is this is a game that sets it underwater and it doesn't feel like it's ripping off Bioshock. Mm. When you think about it, that's really impressive because that's not happened before. Yeah. yeah. What else have we played? What have we um, Well, I went on holiday and I played a load of Vita games. Um, I started with Day of the Tentacle. What, why are you laughing? What is that? That's a classic point-and-click adventure game from oh, so it is. Yeah, Tim yeah. Schafer, yeah, yeah. which was re-released on Vita and PS4. Platinum? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You better believe it, hun. <laughs> I go on my holidays to work towards Platinum. Yeah, well, I did this one before I even left the UK. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was just there. yeah, just in the car, so it didn't take long at all. I was following a guide. Behind the wheel? But, yeah, just, just looking down in my lap, just playing it. Um, but, yeah, again, some some puzzle results. That I wouldn't say that they were obs- uh, as obscure as with... Um, what's it called? What's the other one he did? Grim Fandango. Grim Fandango yeah. It wasn't as obscure as that, but well, equally, yeah, I didn't didn't really play that. that was, uh, I knew a lot of people that were really into it though when I was growing up. Uh, but yeah, this this one, it was it was pretty good. It was pretty good. I think it's it's not aged excellently, but 
I mean, what can you expect, really? I and I referred to that from sort of like a dialogue aspect and and a writing aspect. They're sort of like, oh no, how are we going to get in here if he's doing that kind of voice acting, which is a bit. Uh, by now, you know, by standards uh, uh, that were that, that we expect games to live up to now, but back then, I imagine it would have been one of the first games yeah. with with proper voice acting. Um, but yeah, it was it was good. I wouldn't play again though. Speaking of games now, hmm. you've just played another Tim Schafer game, Broken Age. Platinum. Yeah, that was a really tough platinum. One of them was to finish, one, the, game. finish the finish the game <laughs> finish the game in under an hour. Really? Yeah. Is that possible? Yeah. I suppose you know the answers. It doesn't count if you pause it, but there are lots of points where the puzzles are actually randomized, so even if you're following a guide, your puzzle is unique. So you've got to make notes yourself and do it that way and I came in at like 57 minutes. It's randomized, isn't it just like take this item here? No, no, no. Some some puzzles and if you Google them, you'll find them. There's the Hexipal puzzle, where you have to wire up this little robot, but the wires are randomised where they're meant to go. And also there's a knot puzzle, where you have to help a guy undo a knot. But basically, the only way to know... The only way you know what knot it is, he describes it to you. Oh no, he shows you a picture of the knot, and then you've got to go to another lady, and you've got to describe what you saw based on the picture and it's obscure it's like a it's it's like a snake shaking hands with another snake and uh, random descriptions like that so you're like what, what how would you what which fucking description should i pick and from that she tells you how to undo it you go back up and you have to give it another go and you have to talk him through each step what is the premise for this though does he want the knot or the rope he want he wants to undo the knot so you can rescue a guy who's on the other end of the rope to get an item from him, basically. Oh, so that I guess all you can see is the knot and the bit of rope is going over like an edge or something? Yeah, but you, it doesn't... At no point does it show you him undoing the knot. He basically... It's it's displayed in sort of pictures on the screen. It's, it's shit. It's shit. It's shit. It's, it's, shit. it's shit. And... I played the first act because there's two parts and I thought it was going to be longer than this. There are two acts. The first one was actually pretty good and pretty interesting. You play as Shay, who's um, a girl from a small village who's going to be sacrificed to this monster. That was funny. Interesting. And I liked the puzzle where you have to escape from the dress or the... Yeah. Quite yeah, with the knife and, the, and stuff like that. Um, and... In the second part of the act, you can choose to play whichever part of the act you want first. Um, you play as... What's his name? I never played as that guy. Oh, no, his name is Shay. Her name was Vela or something? Or something? I can't remember what her name was. Uh, but he is in space. And he's got this sort of, like, overbearing mother robot AI kind of thing that's looking after him. And she keeps sending him on, like, babying fake missions sort of like vr missions to keep him happy but the vr missions are things like saving the the are you okay there one of our listeners jodrak says that you'd like no man's sky because there's lots of platinum that was quite clever <laughs> lots of platinum lots of platinum good stuff oh, that's good anyway. uh yeah basically saving knitted 
toys from a toy train and stuff like that. So he feels a bit frustrated and he wants to get out. And then a wolf appears to him and says, I'll help you get out. We have to do this thing, blah, blah, blah. Does anyone mind if I just spoil this game and talk about it? Well... I mean, we've only got like eight of our listeners here. Yeah, but even on the podcast. Can contact us. Okay, well, if you don't want to listen to what happens at the end, at the end of the first act, and this is probably the last interesting part of the game, it turns out that the spaceship that um, that Shay is in is actually the monster that's going around and abducting the the girls. That, that Vela is trying to escape from. So he's not in space at all. He's not in space. They've they've been it's lied to. Seeing out the window. They've been they've been had. It's like a poster. <laughs> just a picture, just a static <laughs> picture. It's so real. Um, but yeah, that's the last interesting thing. And then right at the end, they come out. It's fucking stupid. He come he crashes down because Vela manages to shoot down his ship, which she thinks is a monster. Um, he stumbles out bleary-eyed. She looks over at him. They know each other. Because she... Yeah, and then they have sex right there on the sand. Oh, she man. she is oh, fucking hot. She looks at him and like, that's a guy from inside the monster. He must be a bad guy. So she takes a swing at him, misses, trips, and falls into the spaceship, at which point the door's shut. And then for the second act... You just play as you play as the same two characters, but in their in their re- different respective worlds. So you're not even in a new area. You just play through the same areas again with a different character. It's not fun though. It's not. It's it's not. The, the, I mean, I bet you liked it to begin with, and then it just got a bit stale. It was just the entirety of the second act. I thought was just a bit shit. It really wasn't that interesting, and I didn't really enjoy it at all. Um, it was a relatively easy platinum, but at the same time, that doing it in under an hour that was real chore. Um, so I wouldn't recommend Broken Age, really. It, apart from if you're a hardcore Tim Schafer fan or adventure it, game fan. Did it come across as like the one that you played when you were going on holiday? You know, the original sort of Tim Schafer type games. Did it feel like the same sort it, of? It it felt like the next step from that. Definitely felt like the same kind of game, but it evolved over time. So it kind of delivered on its Kickstarter promise then? Yeah, I, I, I'd be surprised if people who kickstarted it, who obviously are hardcore Tim Schafer fans... Claim to be. Claim, claim to be. I'd be surprised if they were upset by it. I imagine they got what they wanted, but I think looking around, it's a general consensus that the second act is a lot weaker than the first, which is a shame. Uh, but there we go. That was that. I started Jack and Daxter, the precursor legacy, which is Jack 1 on Vita because apparently that's got quite an obtainable platinum and I started giving it a go I played through a number of areas and it, all the trophies are just collect all the things collect all the things and it really hasn't held up the platform is re- platforming is really frustrating the camera is, is appalling there's no subtitles option which is weird that is weird and and I got to about 33% of the trophies about 50% of the game complete and I thought I just I'm, I, I hate this I hate this. I kept falling off stuff, and it's a typical game where you get hit three times and then you die, and then you reset back to the start of that area, and it's like, I can't, I just can't be bothered. I think that game is purely for people who have nostalgic memories of it, because I didn't play it on PS2, and it just did my head in. I couldn't be asked with it. But that's pretty much it. That's what I've been playing. Well, I've played a couple of things. Okay. Mostly very briefly, so I will talk about them briefly. Yeah. First, the briefest of all, Fury. Last episode I talked about how I was stuck on a boss. Mm-hmm. I did beat it. 
um, thanks to someone's help, and I've completely forgotten who it was, but it was someone on Twitter, and I'm sorry I'm forgetting your name. God damn it. Um, but basically the tip was, when you need to counter, don't look for the visual cue, listen for the audio one, and that makes it a lot easier to counter. So that helped me beat the boss, and now I'm on the next one. Well done. Which I've not tried yet. <laughs> You're just like, I'm done. Well, I only did it so I could complain. Of course, well that's why you do anything. I was on Skype, someone else was playing Fury, and I thought, you know, I can't play it either, so I'm going to go on and get angry with you. Right. And I did it. Well done. It must have made them feel like shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ultratron is one of the PS oh. games this month. It's a twin-stick shooter. Obviously, it's supposed to feel like a retro game, and by because of that, the way they do it is they put as much shitty, weird colours in the screen as possible so that you can't focus on anything. Mm. And then they unleash bullet hell and make you dodge everything. It is just really difficult to see what's going on. Yeah, but it's bullet hell that would be easy if it was easy to see. But because the bullets you're meant to dodge are so hard to see, Mm. that's a huge flaw. A bigger flaw is that you can't change the aspect ratio of the screen so that it fits your TV. And what that means is that um, the, the playable area is bigger than your TV can display. Right. And so things will spawn and enter the screen at, at pace really quickly without you being able to see it come in. Whereas in the proper game, you're meant to see it at the edge for a second before it flies in. Yeah. You can't dodge that stuff. Um, there's also something that I thought was just thick. Like, I cannot comprehend how game designers can be so stupid. Mm. I really can't. At the start of every time you do the game, there's four chapters. Yeah. Every time you finish a chapter, it's a checkpoint. Which means that the difficulty ramps up. So once you get to the third chapter, as soon as you start it, it's quite difficult. Yeah. You need to focus immediately. And at the bottom left, there's about three paragraphs of white text covering up the bottom left quarter of the whole screen. Yes, yeah. How are you meant to play that? Yeah, that's that was really poor, because we played a bit together. And it does that every time. I've never read it, so I don't it doesn't I can't say anything useful. Mm. I've never read what's on there. Um, so yeah, I mean that's fun for all of about Half an hour, good. And co-op, yeah. Um, and then just bend it. So it's probably good for. I mean, it's good for plus in that you didn't have to buy it. Mm-hmm. It's not good for plus in that this is the kind of game we get for plus. Apart from Tricky Towers, which we played as well, which is a Tetris game, and I've got nothing against it, but it's Tetris. Oh, I hated it. Another PS Plus game I got this month, Rebel Galaxy. Is it called Rebel Galaxy? I think it is. Rogue. Rogue Galaxy. Yeah, it's a space western. Is it? A bit like um, Firefly. Okay. You get a ship, and you drive around. You're bored already, aren't you? Yeah, I'm yawning, sorry. Um, it is like midnight already. You drive around your ship in space, mm-hmm. and from what I gather, you get to different space stations, speak to different people, mm-hmm. on a quest to find out what happened to your aunt. Your aunt? Yeah. Okay. And, uh Why? Because she gave you a ship, or something. Okay. But there's nice music. It's nice to drive around in space. You know, if you don't want to spend no, uh, money on No Man's Sky, just get this. It's okay. Free. It's space. You get to fly a ship. You get to fly a ship? Just pretend it's random. What kind of graphics is it? Is it like 3D or is it top down? Or? Oh, no, it's, it's a 3D. It's 3D when you're in the ship and you can see it driving. Mm-hmm. But you can only Flying. drive in a 2D. Um, Right. Axis. You can't go down or up. Okay. You can only kind of... Like you're driving a car. Right. I don't mind that that much, because I was thinking, 
would you want to go up and down in space? Would you? Like, don't the planets all line up around the sun? Isn't everything in that... on the equator of the sun rotating on the axis? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty really much up and down. Mm. So I'm not even that mad at that. Okay. So yeah, the graphics are good. Once you get to a space station, it's like a sort of RPG, like Fallout, like the early Fallouts. Yeah. Where you see a picture of someone, and then they speak, and you read the text. Mm-hmm. So it's just like that. It's quite good. Okay. I've only played like ten minutes. Right. First impressions, good. Yeah, great. Okay, still all right. <laughs> um, Siege, Rainbow Six Siege. Yeah. Fast becoming my favorite online game. Okay. It's it's the only online game you play. How can it? Be anything I mean, like, other. including ones I don't play anymore. Oh, ever? Okay. Yeah. It's fast becoming the game which could overtake SOCOM Confrontation for me. Really? Yeah. Wow, that's big and praise I, indeed coming a, from you. A part of that is the bitterness of people cheating in that game and the glitches and hacks. Yeah. Um, and this game's being supported really well. It's actually more popular now than it was when it first came out. That's good. That's really good. That's impressive. For an online game, it came out uh, September, August. Yeah. Last year. It's almost a year old now. And uh, and it's more popular than it's ever been. Um, and that's because every three months they release DLC. They patch stuff all the time. Mm. And it's not like little patches that, you know, I like can fall out, they'll fix something. In this game, because it's so... Everyone's so fine-tuned to what to expect and what operators are good, and they know how to play the game and what mm-hmm. to expect. Because people play it like that's like a hardcore gamer type game. Yeah, you don't go in just to chill out. Um, when they change something, it alters the whole dynamic of the game, and it makes it fresh. Mm-hmm. Even if that's for the worst, like there's an operator right now that's a bit overpowered called Pulse. They're going to they're going to patch him and fix him. Right. Um, and then every three months there's a new map, which is free. The operators, which are technically DLC, if you've got the season pass, you can get them instantly, or like seven days early. If you don't have the season pass, you spend the in-game XP that you earn to unlock them. So I've never bought DLC, and I've got DLC characters. Hmm. It's quite cool. It's a nice way of doing it. It means that the community is never split in half. Yeah. So I, I recommend that game highly. Um, and it's eighteen quid at the moment in the store. It's not bad. It's really good. I think that might be why it's getting even bigger. Yeah, because it's affordable. Um, and I think that's it. I Platinum Doom, and uh, I've played a bit of Tropical, nearly finished. Very good game. I'm getting a bit tired of the campaign yeah. at this point. I mean, it takes over an hour for each mission. There's 15 missions. It's quite long. That is long. Mm. That is long. That is long. Yeah. That is long. Q&A? That is long. PSR Q&A? That is long. Yeah, PSR Q&A. Want to be involved with the show in some way? Send us an email to fishandchips at playstationradio.co.uk. Follow us on Twitter at PS Radio UK or go to our Facebook page where we regularly ask for your feedback. It really is that easy. And leave us an iTunes review, you bastards! That is disgusting. And thankfully people listening on the stream can't hear it. I know you love it when I do that. I hate it. It's your favourite. It's your favourite thing. 
Hey guys, I'm Kevin. I'm a 32-year-old gamer in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Ocarina. Okay. And I've been listening to your show for about four months now, and I think you guys are phenomenal. Thank you. Aww. I might even need to consider doing more content on YouTube just for more exposure. Anyway, here's my question. As a lifelong gamer, I've used gaming as a major source of entertainment for a long time, basically since age six. But recently I've discovered that I'm not motivated to to play nearly as much as when I do play. I'd much rather play very different games from my youth. Can you guys relate to having your gaming tastes evolve and mature? It seems like I'm captivated by a game much less often these days. Now, we've discussed this kind of thing before, but I don't think you're alone in that. Not just because you may find that you are more drawn to games from your youth and just assign that to nostalgic reasons, which may well be the case, but... Games these days tend not to capture you so much because they're not too fucked about being good. (laughs) I was going to say that. I mean, do I not like games now because I'm a cynical... Scorny scorn man. Scorny scornton. Or are modern games just made for a different kind of person? Things like No Man's Sky, which I've not played, but I know it's just not for me. And a lot of people... There's obviously people that like it, and we'll talk about this later in the show. A lot of people don't like it and say it's really disappointing and it's boring and all this kind of stuff. If you're used to games what they used to be, where there's a really nice gameplay loop that you enjoy and it evolves throughout the game and there's a storyline and it's worth playing, a lot of these new games just don't have that. What do you think of that statement? Yeah, I was listening to the entire thing and I agree with everything you said. <laughs> you're a dickhead. <laughs> people seem to be a bit concerned that I'm drinking urine. Really? Yeah. He is. This is where I piss now. Well, he used to piss in bottles, which he's tried to clean out with the kettle, and now he pees in um, Pepsi glasses. Um, I saw it happen. And that's why it's so dark. In fact, this is some of his piss as well. And because it's pissed out so many times, it gets darker and darker until... This is like a four-month mature pee. And this is a sort of, like, four-day... Distilled. 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 It's alcoholic pee. It's Pepsi, okay. It's Pepsi. <laughs> He continues. Also, I wanted to mention that I really appreciate your commentary on PS Plus and how they have really fallen short for a good long time on delivering content people actually want to play. Back on PS3, the games we received consistently reinforced the value for our money. Lastly... I'm a long-time Hitman fan and would love to hear your thoughts on the episodic format of the newest title. As a huge fan of the game, I'm torn because although I would much rather have experienced the game later in its full and polished form, I'm happy to have earlier access and perhaps even influence on the final result. What are your thoughts? I'm not a big Hitman fan, just because I don't play it, not because I don't like it. Hit fan. Hit fan? Is that what I said? No, but that's what you should have said. Um, but what I would say as someone that doesn't play it is I like the idea of episodic yeah. because Hitman from what I gather from expos and stuff is all about replaying the same scenario and seeing how you can do it differently yeah just fucking about with it I know from experience that if I am given a game where you can make different choices and you can replay different moments I will never play it again once I've finished it I'm never going to replay the same chapter I'm going to move on to the next one mm-hmm. if it was episodic and you're waiting for the next one and you want to fill that time where you don't have the next episode, mm-hmm. you would have an incentive to then replay it and try it out in a different yeah. way. Yeah, I think it's interesting. It's an interesting game to, to, to trial this out with. but It's very different than most episodes as well. Yeah, I mean, Kevin makes a good point that 
you can ultimately potentially influence how the direction of future episodes based on feedback which is interesting i don't think they should do that for all games but it's clearly working and people are quite liking it and also by all accounts the episodes are pretty good as well yeah which is great unfortunately i'm not much of a hit fan either so you won't you probably won't hear us talking about it but feel free to anyone else who's played it let us let us know your thoughts on it maybe they'll do it like mgs5 episodic but all the episodes are on one disc and all the episodes are very similar to the last (laughs) (laughs) and they're all directed by hideo kojima Who has to give himself a fucking credit at the beginning of each one. Um, thanks again for keeping me laughing on the rides back and forth to work. Your biggest American fan, Kevin Cox. Thank you, Kevin. I would like to apologise to Kevin because this email actually went walkabouts and I lost it. And he had to tweet us and remind us that actually he did send it. So we found it. We read it. Thank you for that. Now stop mourning. Yeah, no, never emails again. <laughs> Next up, we have Hannes. Um, Jesus, which is your piss partner from work. Piss partner, the NHS piss partner. He tuned in last night to the stream. Yeah, that's Ow. Episode then. Stream, piss partner. There's a joke there. You finish it. He, <laughs> he says, I'm going to smash right through the back doors of this arsewipe discussion. So this is still going on. Yeah. Something which I don't think has been considered, and it has been just in advance, it has been considered. Okay. Um, is that all girls or women are taught not to wipe back to front. Yes, we have spoken about this, haven't yeah. we? Their gardens are what are the kind that do not take well to being fertilised. <laughs> nice, James. In fact, it could, all, it could all end up being quite problematic. You feel me? So he's talking about shit in the poo. Are you asking if I feel you or is James asking if, if we feel him? I think, I don't know. He's untouchable, but he's forcing us to feel him. Therefore, female results should be excluded entirely. Nick's, I'm spitting on her iPad. Should be Jesus entirely. I completely disagree with him. What? We should disagree 50%. We should completely negate 50% of the population's wiping simply because it's different than what okay. Ben does. Any ladies out there doing like some unique circular motions that we should be aware of? Any clockwise, anti-clockwise kind of thing going on? A little bit side to side. Yeah, a little less conversation, a little more action. We can't just not take into account the way women wipe because the lady what way to do the lady wipe. That's that's surely more of a reason. To to be to be perfectly fair, yeah, it it appears to be more ambiguous among men. The the methods of wiping, which I think, for the purpose of a scientific study like the one that we're conducting, it would be far more interesting to focus it on the male responses because there's more a diversity in wiping. What I would say mm. is there's a danger of women getting oh. shit in contact with their lady parts. I'm not suggesting women wipe back to front. No, I know, I know you're not. But let me let me finish here. Yeah, that's obviously why they're told not to wipe that way. Right, and you always say. I'm not wiping shit on purpose into my balls. Yeah. But if there's a chance it'll go into something that doesn't hang low, I feel a chance it'll go into something that does. Well, I feel like maybe a lady, if she were trained in the martial art that I am, would also be able to avoid just smearing it all up her front and just like up her face and back over the top of her You head. tell that to the health professionals and tell them not to wipe that way, not me. Hey, look, I, I don't know how this stuff works. But when I was at shit wiping school, <laughs> they didn't tell me this stuff. Only only girls get that in school, not boys. Really? Um, James continues. So Ben, fear not. You may still be part of your home litter. Your sister is just plain sensible. Yeah. Okay. My brother said he wiped the other way. Yeah. So, so. you're not part of the home litter. 
P.S. I'm on the back to front crew. Good shit. What is wrong Literally. with Leicester? Leicester. Oxford, not Leicester. Oxford. Oxford. It's because we've all got our dicks out for Harambe, so it just makes it easier to wipe that way. Um, imagine smearing shit all the way up your back when you wipe. No yeah. thanks. Again, why would you wipe shit up your back? Why would you See, wipe shit on your balls? You wouldn't wipe on your balls, but the only reason I say that is because they're dangly and they might be hard. They might be hard. Yeah, the, I think the only reason James and I are saying that is just in retaliation to the the okay. suggestion that it would go all over our balls, which it does just doesn't. Also, um, I never planned <clears> to put my lower back in a woman's mouth. But I would happily put my balls there. So I'd, I'm going to get shit <laughs> What the somewhere. fuck is the relevance? I would put the shit back. on my back. <laughs> You should never have. You should Always never. Prepared. Should never have intercourse after a shit. Ever. <laughs> Ever. What? what it's not fair. Way? It's not fair to anyone what, involved. What do you poo? <laughs> yeah. Seven hours later. Okay. You know. Seven hours later, you think uh, it's had a. It's, are out. it's it's had enough time to just be worse. Let's get it on. But you don't know what's there. Is what I'm saying. Right, you shit on your balls, or yeah, there's a tiny bit of shit on your balls. You don't know what's there. Are you going to say, hold on, I'm going to go for a shower just in case there's a shower? Oh, God. Yeah, but... Yeah, okay. I didn't want to have this conversation with you. Okay. Also... What are you fucking doing? Also... Yeah. Thoughts on the Uncharted franchise and the next possible game? Didn't they say it was the last one? Uh, They certainly seem to to suggest that. I don't know. I don't know. They didn't say definitively. They said it's going to be the last one for a while. Or the last one with Nate, maybe? Something Cody like that? Yeah... Um, I was talking with some friends who think that we are entering spoiler territory now. By the way, franchise four. Yeah, I was talking with some friends um, who think that there would be another game, but yeah, yeah I can't see this next bit. Do you want me to read it for you? Are you okay? No, it's because it's do- it's it's um, spoilers. Oh, so I can't read that out. Right. Basically, he thinks there's going to be a next one, but with a different character. Do we think that's possible? It's possible. Yes, I think that's probably the most likely course of action. Uh, we still haven't seen their story DLC either for this, so it could also it could also lead something or set someone up. Have they confirmed story DLC? I always thought there was, because there's a season pass, and I assume it's not just multiplayer stuff. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, we can't really discuss it anymore because of the spoiler. Um, keep my dials locked. Keep my dials locked, peace out. Thank you, James. James actually has his own podcast he started. It's called Verbal Mustard. You can find it on iTunes. It's uh, him and a friend, and it's uh, unstructured, unproduced chaos where they talk about stuff, and uh, I, I think it's really funny, and so people should go and find it. Jodrak says um, on the stream, wipe back to front twice and front to back twice. We and should, then no one will be happy. We need to find him and just kill him. <laughs> Do you think he's in that's what he does? He's trying to bring us together. <laughs> Can we all just get along? <laughs> Can we all just hate each other in, in peace? Next up. Yes. So our friend Luke, Flux Ambassador 42 on PSN. I've been playing No Man's Sky non-stop, and then in parentheses, not including wanking and siege breaks. Yes. Which I think are equally important. Have, have you been wanking with him as well? Uh, not knowingly. I don't know what he's doing on the other end of that PlayStation Charity Pat. <laughs> <laughs> But you know what you've been doing. Yeah. You're wanking. So, um, it could have been in unison. It might have happened. I've been playing No Man's Sky non-stop since Saturday and have gathered many thoughts on it. Here are those. <laughs> have, you, have you ever watched Parks and Recreation? No. Uh, it sounds like Purred Happily from that. I'll take your word. It's a great character. 
I've played both pre- and post-patch versions, but I'll be talking about the patched version of the game. The game is pretty chill. It's slow-paced and sometimes quite difficult, but I'm enjoying my time with it. You gather resources to either make more fuel or upgrade your suit, gun, or ship, then move on to whichever path you choose. These are following the atlas, going to the centre, or fucking about. I'm going the path of the atlas, which is providing much lore, but the story of this path seems to be very obvious and preachy, and I feel that it may end in disappointment. Or not. I have no clue. I won't spoil anything, but the message is blatant. The patch added before official releases made the game much harder, and I like that. It's also made the plat harder too. I was 71% done anyway. To cut a long story short, it's good. Not £50 good, but good. Also, watch Stranger Things. It's pretty good too. Love the show. You know my name by now. Username FluxAmbassador42. He has since got back in touch. Okay. And he says, I got to the end of that preachy religious path and it turns out I had to keep all the shit it was giving me uh, that was worth a lot of money. Fuck this game. Yeah, basically, he, he told me it was like a like the, the resource or the thing that is worth the most in the whole game. So obviously you're going to sell it. It's yeah. worth a lot. And but you yeah, to keep it. It's a storyline if, if you don't keep it. What bullshit is that? It's pretty annoying. Um... We'll talk about no Man's Sky. I think we should wait until the news. Yeah, we're going to talk about it a little bit later on. Neither of us have played it. I think it's important to clarify that. We'll be talking more about the controversy surrounding it than the, the actual... The multiplayer, everything that's been blowing up this week with that. Yeah. But just so you can't say that we're biased and we hate the game, there was someone who kind of liked it. Yeah, to begin with. Even though he said, fuck this game. Yeah. <laughs> Ethan has emailed in. He says, hello, Simon and Ben. So, as usual, I've got a variety of questions. Some are good, some may be shit. Let's begin. Question number one. What do you think the general reaction would have been to Death Stranding? What a stupid name. Have we ever talked about that stupid name? It is fucking stupid, isn't it? If Kojima didn't slap his name on it, you know that guy can't help loving himself. Yeah, if that was a game that anyone else had made, people would not be talking about it still. That's for sure. Would anyone be interested? Because we don't actually know anyone. Well, the thing is, if it didn't have Hideo Kojima, Hideo Kojima, if it didn't, yeah, if it didn't have Hideo Kojima's name on it, it wouldn't have got anywhere near as much of a platform, anywhere near the size of the platform that it did, in order to get announced on for people to know what it is. Anyway, it would have been announced quietly. It may have got a trailer, perhaps, but they wouldn't have dragged yeah. him out first, and people would have gone, "Huh, that looks fucking insane," but it could be quite interesting. But no one will be talking about it. If you think of a game like Soma, the first time we heard of it as gamers was when the first trailer came out and everyone said that looks interesting and scary mm. and it's from the same guys that did Amnesia yeah that's the sort of way that we'd learn about it we wouldn't get some weird teaser that tells us fuck all about it with whales and babies and, and Norman Reedus yeah wouldn't have happened yeah and that speaks for itself really and answers its own question doesn't it mm-hmm. um, two how will Ben teach his children <laughs> fuck how will Ben teach his future children to wipe with difficulty will you teach them at all no. Will you tell them the whole unbiased argument? Look, there's a school of thought that says front to back, one that says back to front. You From go. birth, I will make them listen to f- over 40 episodes of PlayStation Radio UK every day. So they'll have killed themselves before they even have to worry. They don't even have enough time to listen to the 40 episodes in the same day, so I'll probably put maybe two or three on at the same time and just have them play at the same time so they can listen to all 40 throughout the day. And by the end of it, I feel like they will be enriched human beings and then I will lock them in a room with a with a toilet and some toilet roll and no food. 
uh, and no light. <laughs> and I'll just say, do what you got to do. No light? No light. How are you going to know what way they're wiping? I won't. When they're ready, they will emerge. Okay. I'm going to jail. You are definitely <laughs> going to jail. <laughs> Next question. What is the worst stereotype about the UK? I would say it's a draw between teeth and food. What about food? The the food in the UK is bland and terrible. Did he say that? That's an American assumption, yeah. Bearing in mind that American cuisine is fucking fast food, so it's like, good fucking job, guys. Yeah, I thought that's kind of hypocritical because like the most famous TV chef there is Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, a lot. There are a lot of fantastic chefs in the in the UK. Like uh, some really, and there's some fantastic food here as well. It's just a weird stereotype. Lots, yeah, lots of brilliant European chefs, but teeth as well. I think they did a survey on on average. I think, and I'm sorry to bring up America again, but it's it's the big country that you compare yourself to. Uh, America on average had worse dental hygiene and dental standards than the UK does. NHS subsidies for us that's probably why there we go that's for me anyway I don't know about you if we're talking about the UK as a whole not just Scotland or England I, I don't really get annoyed about stereotypes or it doesn't annoy me either really because I know they're false because they're stereotypes I do get annoyed when Ethan asks about us doing accents that are stereotypes that is actually <laughs> <annoying>. so <laughs> reel your neck in Ethan <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding Ethan. yeah we love you uh, number four, what is the most bizarre interaction you've had on PSN? I actually have one. I have got one as well. I played Little Big Planet 2 quite a lot. Okay. And this uh, girl added me on PSN after Ooh. we played together randomly. I don't know how old she was, but I think she was. She must have been quite young because she wrote like a fucking 10-year-old. Yeah. I thought she added me on PSN. I was like, oh, that was a fun game. Just her saying that to me. I was like, Jumping oh. sure was fun. Yeah, I sure like going to the right. You you held the shit out of that left hand lock stick. <laughs> um can't believe you said that to me. Yeah, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, basically, she added me afterwards, and I thought, okay, I'll add you. There's no reason why not to add you. And then a little bit later on, completely unprovoked, maybe a month later, she sent me a message, and we hadn't spoken since, and she said, I'm really sorry, I've got a boyfriend, and I have to delete you. I was like, oh, what? I didn't I didn't respond to it. But that is far and away the weirdest that thing weird. that... Yeah, completely unprovoked. And I don't know how old this girl I knew nothing about her. We played one level of Little Big Planet together. I think I might... You remember Nick? I'm not sure if he even listens to the show anymore, but a former friend of the show, Nick. Current, still friend of the show, Nick. Nick Mangino. Um, we used to play games together quite a lot. And I think I was playing with him, and she was in there. So she may have added both of us. And then I just got an unsolicited, oh, I've got a boyfriend, and then she deleted me. One of the boyfriend so, was Nick. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Nick, let us know if you're listening. I don't think he is, but... He asked first. <laughs> I just... It was really fucking weird. It is weird. Mine is, is not similar at all. I was going to say it's quite similar. It's not. It was a guy I added at a similar time to you. Okay. Oh, God, is it Patrick? No, it's not Patrick. <laughs> and basically, without even speaking to the guy, it was back when, like, Call of Duty 4 was out. Of oh, was this, was this the guy who also lobbied to be a podcast host? Yes. Do you want to set the scene in that you posted an iTunes... You, you put a podcast on iTunes called PlayStation Trophies. Yeah. And you wanted to start a podcast. And the first episode was the really timid one that we take the piss out of sometimes. Yeah. It was one episode and it was, if anyone wants to join... Me. Me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I did. But 
someone else tried to as well but, and they were a complete fucking creep without ever seeing anything yeah the guy would send me a daily porn picture maybe you just thought that's what you were into you just wanted to a PSN message I just thought that is fucking weird sometimes more than one day sometimes a whole burst of them and I just thought this is fucking weird I just blocked them Sometimes I still miss them though. Did did you ever keep them and then just like no. put on a little PS3 slideshow? <laughs> <laughs> what did he want? Did he was he trying to be like the PSN pimp? Oh, that should be a podcast. Pimp SN. I bet it is. What? I bet he started his own PSN pimp. <laughs> <laughs> so that was probably. The, I wonder what Ethan's story is. Why did he ask that? What's his weird um, sort of encounter? Right. His last question, question number five. What will happen first? A good DC Universe movie or a truly awful Marvel movie? A truly awful Marvel, Marvel movie, I, I think. Because be DC, um, Marvel, Marvel have had a really good fucking run so far, but I don't know how they can... Some of them. There's the odd one that's brilliant. I like Deadpool a lot. Deadpool was great, but that was, that was Fox... That was 20th it's Century Marvel, Fox. Though, it? It's it's under the Marvel umbrella, but it's not like Marvel so Disney. Does that make you count, then? I wouldn't. I wouldn't count it. Well, it's okay. not part of the the Marvel universe. The cinematic didn't like universe. Avengers two. I right. It's a bad film. But I didn't no. like it. I thought the story was very similar. Still better than Batman vs Superman. Yeah, I'm not saying it's so bad. No. I didn't like um, American, not American, American Captain Hero. What was <laughs> Captain America. Yeah. Um, the second one before Winter Soldier was it called? A Winter Soldier. I couldn't get through that. Oh, I really liked that one. The first one was shit. <laughs> it was so shit. I mean, it was that one was the weaker one of the first phase. Yeah. I'd have thought of, of those. Um, the new one was great. The Civil War was brilliant. Like these one. are Sony films. The ba- the the Spider Man ones, but that is still a Marvel movie. Uh, yeah, I but I think he's talking about the shit. Marvel Cinematic Universe yeah. compared to the DC one. Um, but anyway, we are getting there. There's been a few that have been touch and go that I don't like. I'm, yeah. I'm quite picky with my films. I'm quite a film snob. Mm-hmm. But I do see them getting worse than what they were when they first started. I think they're still as good, personally. But I think it's more likely that we're going to get a bad Marvel movie. Because DC is just... They just can't fucking get it right, can they? Even... We watched the trailer for the new Justice League film as well, and it's like the tone. The tone is just all over the fucking place. Like, what is it? They were trying to do like funny jokes, but they just weren't funny, and they came across as really awkward, badly written. Didn't didn't it end on "I heard you like fish" or something? I heard you talk to fish. I heard you talk to fish. It's like, what is this meant to be? He's Batman. He doesn't do that. They're trying to do Avengers type comedy, but it didn't really work. Yeah, where they've just completely changed their tact, which makes no fucking sense. Following on from the. The depressing shit show that was Batman versus Superman. Yeah, but if you um, if you just play the numbers game, DC don't make as many films as Marvel. So no. chances are, you know, Marvel churn out so many films. Chances are, statistically, films. yeah, there's got to yeah. be a there's a higher chance of that. So that's that's our definitive answer. Answer. Thanks, Ethan. Yeah. Can you just check if the recording's still going? Just put my mind at ease. Uh, it is still going. It looks like it's still going. Yeah. Okay. Next up. We've got Neil. He says, hello, chaps. I hope this email finds you both well. I'm well. Are you well? Yeah. Yeah, it's half twelve, so yeah, really well. No Man's Sky has just been released and no doubt is now being ravaged all over the internet with either negative reviews from everyone who boarded the hype train or applauded up high with positive reviews from those suffering cognitive dissonance after investing so much of their own time, thoughts and money since the game was first announced. Yeah. I was going to burp. Sorry, I couldn't. 
awkward silence. This was certainly the case with Destiny 2, of which I fell into the latter category before finally concluding it's a decent game only after too much expensive DLC. So my question is, apart from your fine selves, where are good places to go for reviews that aren't either fanboys unable to see how broken the game they're playing is, or haters who were sold on hype that was never there in the first place when it comes to games that have a hype train attached to them, such as No Man's Sky? Hugs and kisses, Neil. Thank you, Neil. That's a difficult question to answer. I personally would try and find a reviewer or a critic or a website that generally followed your line of thinking with a game that perhaps was a bit divisive or that you didn't agree with the general consensus of and check out a few more of their reviews and see if they're also in line with your thoughts and then maybe just pick and choose your favourite reviewers and, and critics and stick with them. Alternatively, do what we do and just hate everything. Or Metacritic is, is a bit of a dangerous one because it doesn't always really fairly reflect how good a game is. But if you just have a browse... The user score on Metacritic? Like user scores. Not on Metacritic. No? No. Like pe- people create accounts and just bomb games really? from the start, oh, yeah, yeah, before it's even released. Like a, a sort of hate against them or something. Yeah. Um, it's a difficult one. I... I especially find it difficult because I don't like MGS5. That's well, well chronicled. Everyone knows that. Really? Yeah. Okay. But everyone else seems to like it. And so for me, I still can't understand that. And when I look at a games reviewer, like, for example, there's a YouTuber called GG Man Lives. You talked about him before. He's, he's the Australian. He, make, he does really good video reviews. He's not paid by anyone. He just gets a bit of YouTube ad revenue. Mm-hmm. Um... And he knows a lot about first-person shooters, and that's mostly what he reviews. Yeah. So you can usually take his opinions as as, as worth hearing. Um, but he did talk about the whole of MGS Five without mentioning the story. Did he? Yeah. I feel like that's also, what everyone did. He yeah. He also reviewed Rainbow Six Siege. Did he and review then, the story for that? No, he didn't mention the lack of story, which I still don't really understand video gamers doing, uh, video game reviewers doing. Right. Because they don't tend to talk about lack of mo- online. Um, but the thing I've got against his review for that is he only played the co-op terrorist hunt, which is like the training oh. where you play the game. Okay. So he didn't play the fucking game. Right. So that every reviewer will still have bad reviews, I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah. And I think that you really need to just learn what kind of game you like and try and take in the... Try and take in the before release sort of uh, trailers and that kind of thing mm. and see if it looks like something up your street. I mean, I didn't get No Man's Sky, even though I nearly gave into the hype, just because I knew that's not my kind of game. Yeah. And people should do more of that. Don't get swallowed up by everyone else is getting it, so it must be good. Reviewers say it's good, so it must be good. Even the opposite. Reviewers say it's bad, so it must be bad. Alien Isolation wasn't bad, and that, everyone said it was. You just got to stay strong. Have your own opinions. Don't be afraid to disagree with people. Yeah, but in terms of finding reviews yeah. and things that he cares about, can. it's going to be difficult. Yeah. It's going to be really difficult. Um, what I was going to say about Metacritic, it's very difficult to rely just on Metacritic because sometimes that can steer you wrong. But if you have a look at some of the top few uh, ratings 
and just just go from the because anyone can get on Metacritic. So make sure you go to a website that's worth a shit and have a quick cursory glance through that review, and then go to the bottom and try and find someone who's worth a shit and have a cursory glance through that as well and see what they think. Also, you can go to places like IGN and Gamespot, and um, although their reviews are pretty shit, one thing they do well is they highlight glitches and problems with the game. Yeah, just a core level. It's also really important to actually read the review. Because a lot of people will either just read the conclusion or look at the score. And if you read the review, there's a good chance that people will mention the negative aspects in there. And then they will either justify them or try and, you know, relate them to other things. And it's just really important to read how someone has reached that conclusion. You can't just look at that stuff. If you want to get... If you want to know whether a game is good for you or not, don't just look at the score and think, hmm seven that's not worth my time look through what they've said makes it a seven and decide whether or not that is going to bother you mm-hmm. because it could well be that actually it's one of the best games you've played yeah. that you really care about and that, that you want to play a lot of don't want to linger on this too long but let's talk about how we chose the park we watched the trailer it looked quite funny yeah it was um, it was a funny trailer even though it's meant to be a horror game it looked quite funny made us laugh yeah we then checked how long it was to beat it an yeah. hour and a half so we knew it was an hour and a half we didn't get burned by that and it was £6.50 and then I think we checked I think we checked the Metacritic and that was it yeah and it was like sixes yeah and we also saw on the store the star rating and how many people played it you get an idea of that from how many people have rated it yeah um, and it was small so we knew it was a small game it was short and not many people liked it mm-hmm Perfect. So Perfect that's for us. We chose that one. You just kind of have to have a look at everything. Yeah, take it all into consideration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Basically, the only people worth listening to are us, is what we're saying. Exactly. Come to us for all the, even the games we haven't played. Ask us, and we'll tell you whether it's worth yes. playing. Um, is this my question? Yes, you're up. Neil. No, no, we've just Neil has just spoken to us. Thanks, Neil. This one comes from the White Water. Oh my goodness! It's yes. his birthday today. No, fuck, yesterday now. Oh well, because we went over. It was his birthday when we started the podcast. So happy birthday, Ben! He says hello, chaps. It's hello. Him. As you probably won't remember, you missed the bit right at the top. I did that on purpose. Thanks for pointing out and, and making me mention. Why didn't you read the bit? He said, well, fuck me for no reason. Well, if you'd have read it, it would have made more sense. Hello, chaps, etc. As you probably won't remember from my last apparition. I left you with a particularly weak-willed promise that I would look further into the wiping techniques for reaching behind you versus reaching betwixt them lower limbs. Good. You did. Once again, I had a quick-fire question molestation station outside Halifax. Other banks are available. But not as good. <laughs> However, after a few people had reluctantly responded to the bedraggled and mildly hungover figure lunging at them with somewhat garbled questions about their arseholes, one person revealed that they stood up to wipe. Oh. Stood up. Oh. They fucking stood up. <laughs> and you're reading this. Why would they sign off your dump? Why would you sign off your dump with such a flourish as mashing the remaining rectal remnants between the two most powerful muscles on your body? I don't think, I don't know if that's strictly true. Largest is, muscles. Lar- oh yeah, largest, yeah. W- wouldn't this make everything infinitely harder to clean? Naturally, my original direction question was rendered completely pointless when I discovered such savagery exists in the world, so began the new quest. After asking what seemed like about 50 people, I had only two people say they didn't remain seated when polishing the poop portal. The poop portal, I like that. 
that's 4% of people for definite that stand up to wipe and I guess he says that because some people might be too embarrassed to admit it mm. so the minimum out of that 50 was 4% of them minimum I can't handle this I will not stand for this I will not stand to wipe my arse for this it's like a can of hat right <laughs> no more standing fucking freaks the wipe water thanks a lot Whew, thanks Ben the saga continues always well written Yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's beautiful, right. beautiful. Lots of he's got his um, he's got his little thesaurus out there, yeah, his little poo thesaurus, little poo thesaurus out. Uh, what do you think of standing up? You ever done that? Uh, only in I nearly said no immediately. Only in bathrooms where the distance between oh, man, you, can't, you can't fucking yeah. you can't fucking well yeah for you that reaching behind, but for me yeah. like legs there, it's like I can't. I'm gonna have to. I, I'm gonna have to. <laughs> Let me just wipe. Gonna have to. Just gonna. Just gonna have to get my leg up there. Yeah. So you have stood up to wipe, as you're saying. Uh, once or twice, but not. It w- I wouldn't make a regular occurrence right. of it if I didn't have to. So just on Saturdays and Sundays. Yeah. Just. Uh, yeah. Bank holidays and the special occasions. Of depravity. No. No bounds. Exactly. <laughs> Finally, we've got a couple of iTunes reviews here. You're shaking your head out. What the fuck are you shaking your head at? Just you standing up to wipe. All right. Uh, this first review is from Carl042. He says, late to the party. I only found this podcast recently, but I'm a fan. Funny, irreverent, and occasionally even informative. Can't find the original episode I listened to. Um, I listened to coming to the conclusion that Ben was the moody one. Oh. Learn my mistake quickly, but I often reluctantly agree with Simon's rants, with the obvious exception of MGS5. Fun games talk from real guys with real problems, paying for their own games, whether to be early adopters of new tech and various bathroom etiquette issues that the rest of us seem to manage. Highly recommended. Basically, he just said, these two people have pretty fucked up lives and priorities, but they talk about a game's good. I, I agree with that. We should make that our, like, podcast description. It's a bit, it's a bit wordy. It is. We can't you know what I hate about the iTunes description page? Is that there's no way to put new, line. new lines in. Yeah. So it's all just, all the text is bunched together. I fucking hate that. I it's terrible. That. Uh, also, we've got L3Mon, which I think is Lemon, but just, what did you do, Lemon? Why couldn't you just write Lemon? 2010. Uh, simply the best. Great podcast. Keep up the excellent work. You should have said better than all the rest. To be quite frank. Bit of Tina Turner in there. This has got meta. You're reviewing the reviews. Simply the, <laughs> give that a three stars. <laughs> well, I appreciate them for one. Thank you, Lathreeman. That was great. Thanks, um, Get a better name. And <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> You're so... Wait, who's the moody one? <laughs> no, I'm fine. I'm fine. It's just quarter one in the morning. With We're not even done yet. We're going on to the news now. Let's do some news. PSR UK News. Bringing you the latest news from across the world of PlayStation and beyond. With William McPinch and Bobbert Bignuts. This is PSR UK News. Yesterday's headlines. Sony's got a conference next month. No Man's Sky came out and we're too scared to have an opinion. Persona 5 is coming out in Europe on February 14th. 
Final Fantasy XV might be getting delayed. And Hideo Kojima isn't in the news this week. Are you okay, Hideo? Howdy doody, I'm Willie McPinch. Sony's decided they're ready to tell us about the PS4 2, or the PS4K, or the PS4 Chosen One, whatever the fuck they want to call it. Thanks Sony, only five months late. Yes, Willie. The PlayStation 4K Neo is to be officially unveiled on the 7th of September at a PlayStation meeting in New York. This is basically the same routine as when the original PS4 was revealed, so mark the date in your calendar and make sure you try to give at least one single fuck. No Man's Sky is the biggest game of the month, possibly year, for some people. And those hyped up we arse bandits are ready to jump on anyone that even slightly suggests it isn't the best thing ever. But we are not going to let those virgin mongoloids keep us from destroying that cartoon-looking shit heap. Well, Willie, if you're quite finished, I've got all the No Man's Sky news since it came out right here. So let's go through it. First off, there's a patch in the works to stop the game crashing, which is a problem as the game doesn't autosave. Yes, it's 2016, and a game that involves farming and micromanagement doesn't autosave unless you get in or out of your spaceship. Not sure why that's not mentioned in the reviews. Worse than that though, despite specifically saying that the game had multiplayer, it doesn't have multiplayer. Critics, i.e. us, are claiming that this was all part of a cynical marketing campaign by Hello Games' Sean Murray to keep people as much in the dark as possible in order to let their imaginations run wild, thus bringing in as much pre-order cash as possible. Sean Murray is still saying that there is online, but the servers simply aren't working. Aye, Bobby, and that's despite the fact that gamers have discovered stickers on the limited edition version of the game, obscuring any references to online gameplay. The label includes a Peggy 7 rating and a warning for mild violence, but peeling it back reveals a Peggy 12 rating and an online play icon. Clearly, there's still something we're not being told. That was this week's top stories, now it's over to Ben and Simon to find something to complain about. I'm Will McPinch, and until next time, No Man's Sky, more like No Man's Fuck Off. Fuck, that was one-sided assault there on No Man's Sky. <laughs> I'm so fucking sick of talking about this game. Sorry. And I and and people are enjoying it. Some people are enjoying it, and that's great. It seems to be getting middling reviews largely from the bigger websites, it's sixes and sevens, which I think is about right, because I don't think anyone can fault the developers for their efforts in terms of the mathematical side of that they allegedly stole gen- they allegedly stole <laughs> no one could generating no one could fault them for did. the mild theft <laughs> of this algorithm that allowed them to create this universe because it is incredibly impressive but largely the reviews are saying that the modular creatures and the modular planets keep popping up over and over again in terms of there isn't enough variation and that it is generally quite repetitive and some people are finding the inclusion of the main plot um, and the trying to find out what the whole Atlas thing is, getting to the center of the universe, that kind of stuff, as enough of an incentive to stick with it and try and get to the end. But this is exactly the kind of game that we thought it was going to be. Personally, us. A lot of people 
not the game they thought it was. And now are pretty furious about it. And I understand why. Because from face value, there was nothing really given about what this game is, how it's going to play. You know, they still had a video on their website how it's going to play. Yeah, they've... The day it came out. Yeah, only, only in the last few weeks have they really started to release promotional material saying, you know, what you do in No Man's Sky. And they, they released a set of sort of four or five videos where it was like, loot, yes, explore, yeah. fight or something. And apparently even the dog fighting and stuff it's is pretty, pretty terrible. Yeah. That's what I've heard. But what they didn't do was have a video that said this is what you cannot do in the game. I mean, and yeah, what they should have really done. They should have come out as early as possible and said and addressed everything, every false expectation. But what they have done instead, they have they have genuinely, factually come out and said there's going to be multiplayer. We're working on the multiplayer. They've even gone as far as to say there's only no multiplayer because the servers are down and we're working on it. That would that whole thing about them coming out and saying what you can't do that would be PR suicide. I think it's very difficult, and I'm not saying that they're in the right. Well, I'm not saying they're in the right about their approach and what they've done. But if you were a game company, and I don't know if Sony maybe stepped in and said, "Don't you fucking say a word." They might have uh, because they must have. They must have been aware of how much expectations were blowing up surrounding this game. Yeah, and if they'd have come out and just said, uh, "You can't do that." You can't do that. You can't. That really is a game about exploration and just sort of doing the same thing over and over again until you get to the center of the universe. No one's going to buy it. That doesn't mean that they should have well, done what they have. What it seems they've done is sort of allow people's expectations to run wild and help fuel those without saying, "Well, actually, you can't do that." Um, but Luke says they put way too much money into a game that wasn't worth what they're charging. I can sense that as well. It took too long to develop, so they had to up the price. Mm. And when they upped the price. They had to make people buy it. They couldn't just have it not sell. Yeah. Their studio could go under. And I understand that. But I also think what you said, they wouldn't sell anything. I think that's wrong because there's still a lot of people liking it. There's mm-hmm. people that like this kind of game. As much as I don't like it, yeah. I acknowledge that there's people that like MGS5. There's people that like repetitive gameplay. People like Destiny. Mm-hmm. I don't. There's plenty of people that do. More Probably more than me. They, I might be the minority. They should have come out and explained yeah. and clarified things. Because but I understand why they didn't. I understand. I understand from a business point of view. Yeah. But... From being a decent fucking Sony, human being. Sony is trying to play this over the good guys. You know? They've come out with fucking... Looking back on it now, patronising videos about, oh, look how you can easy as to share a game. You know? Mm. Point fun at the opposition who have actually got, you know, things like... Um, backwards compatibility and they, kind of they yeah. share their games just as much as we can now and then they do stuff like this which is just blatantly misleading their own customers mm. to steal 30 quid off them for a game that if they told them the truth they, they knew they wouldn't like I think it's so fucked up it's unbelievable but equally part of the blame has to lie with the people who let their expectations go so fucking mental because if they did just one iota of research they would know they would know what it was. But they wouldn't, because he said there was multiplayer. He's still saying that. Oh, yeah, if we're talking just about multiplayer. But he's never said what the multiplayer is. That's that's yeah, part of the problem. What it isn't. Yeah, he's, he's, ne- he's been, never said... He's, he's always tact- said it's... He's tactfully... It's not a mistake that he's not said... He's telling half-truths. Mm-hmm. A white lie can be as powerful as a lie. It's still a lie. <laughs> he's, always, he's always said there was going to be multiplayer. Yeah. 
at the moment, it looks like there's not any multiplayer and he's not really offering any concrete clarification for how it does work. And we don't know whether it's because he's trying to be artsy-fartsy, oh, I'm not going to tell you, someone's going to find it at some point, or if it's genuinely not there. All the signs are pointing to the fact that it was planned and it is no longer there because some people have gone into the code of the game and found that the instances that these two players were in there was no way that they could ever connect because they're running separate instances they're not they're not on a server for, to be connected to them to each other in the first place does he not know what his game is i don't know it's, i mean it sounds like this company they stole shit from made it and they just took the whole game <laughs> the sticker thing <laughs> Did he not even tell the people making the box what the game was? Yeah, and this is the weirdest thing with this, because Sony came out and clarified and said, oh, it was just a printing mistake, and rather than printing out, you know, having to reprint all the boxes, we thought we'd just put a stick on it. But it's like, yeah, but what caused the printing mistake? You can say it's a printing mistake, but there's a reason for the printing mistake. Yeah. It's it's a printing mistake because it was planned and currently is 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 not in there? Is that the mistake? Because you're not giving us the reason for the mistake. You're just saying there was a mistake. You don't what is the mistake? What is the mistake? If it said multiplayer. Yeah. And it was just like a mistake that was left over from like the last PSD box that they designed. Mm-hmm. But you don't mess up the seven and rating from a twelve. Yeah, you don't print that many. That was a mistake. And fuck that up. I reckon the way they rate games is if it's got online, they bump it up to like a twelve because yeah, kids shouldn't play that. You deal with uh, yeah. you deal with loads of chads and stuff. Chads? Is it Chad? Chad from, from the park. Chad from the park. Yeah. There are plenty yeah. of Chads out there. So I think that there was at some stage multiplayer planned. He's still claiming that there is multiplayer planned. I don't know if this is another kind of lie so that he can claim it's still there and then add it in a future patch. Mm. I don't know what's worse. But either way, there is a lie going on. They're saying that they're going to patch in new features like proper... Like gameplay features. That's an admission. And if they, well, if they, if they end up sneaking multiplayer into one of those, people are going to be pissed the fuck off if they're not okay. already. Oh, but it was just rare before. That's why mm. it didn't happen for anyone in the world. <laughs> Did anyone actually buy it for multiplayer? Though is what I'm interested. Oh, in. a lot of people. I've seen it online. A lot. Of who was it that said the other week that they wanted to actually? Their goal was to meet up with a friend. Yeah. There was who who was it? I can't remember. Who, I'm so sorry. We can actually have a quick look. I can load up. Who I think we said that we don't think there's going to be multiplayer to that person, didn't we? I've seen online on a on a sort of SOCOM group because this game is massive, so people were talking about it there. Some guy said he can't wait to have space battles with people, you know, that he's never seen before. Random people he can meet that he can have epic space battles with. You know, mm. that's not going to happen ever. Yeah, I think it, I think it may have been Martin Freeman actually that said this. Yeah, I think it was. Uh, yeah, I think it was, and if it wasn't, I'm sorry. Anyway, what's your point? There's people out there that wanted multiplayer and expected it, essentially. Yeah, Martin Martin said that his one of his aims was, was going to be trying to meet up with, yeah. with people in places. Or, or someone did, anyway. That Martin, everyone knows him because he emails in so often. He's probably one of the more informed gamers out there. Mm-hmm. You know, so to just blame the consumer and say... Or it's their fault for not researching it. That's a bit wrong because people like Martin, they do all the research they can, they can do. And the, at the end of the day, it's a hobby. They have other things to do, to do in their life. The only and reason it's not clear, it's not clear. The only reason we assumed it was going to be that way is because we were being massively sceptical and, oh, yeah. and and cynical. Um, it was be good. Yeah, and for people who thought 
who, who you know, the, all they had to go on was Sean Murray's wrote a word. And there wasn't much words to go on that were, you know. And he said all the right words, but at the moment it hasn't been backed up. We're only like four or five days into this game's release, and there's a pretty significant backlash, I would say, against Hello Games at the moment that they're going to have to address at some point. Yeah. Uh, because uh, we what we tuned in very briefly I think on Facebook there was some uh, IGN did a brief live stream didn't they and we we pressed play he looked fucking it was Max Scoville he looked bored out of his skull and I think Naomi Carl was next to him and she was asking him "Uh, so what do you think what's the most amazing thing so far and he was just like it's just so vast and what's the most intimidating thing so it's just so vast yeah he was just like murmuring as he was just getting into his ship and flying off into space again and just, back and forward yeah like every piece of footage I've seen as well and I don't want to just bash on the game every piece of footage I've seen so far the planets are randomly generated but it looks like the same one. it looks like it could be the same planet but a different colour yeah. but I just and yeah, I don't want to bash the game either. There's some things that I don't like just because it's a style choice. That's fine, you know, like orange space. That's a bit weird. Mm. But things like planets and animals that all look similar but slightly different and a bit janky. Mm. That kind of sums up the whole game. Pop in for everything. I've never seen so much pop in, which yeah. is where things in front of you disappear. Um, to me, that just backs up my own belief, and some people might disagree, that randomly generated games is not a good thing. I don't know why everyone pretends that randomly generated things are good. All it means is there's a huge chance that this game will not be designed in a way that is fun. Would you have a randomly generated first person? Sure. No. Once you do random generation, you can't really have a game with a story or anything. There's exceptions like Binding of Isaac and you know that kind of 2D roguelike game. Yeah, it's what it's what I was saying last week about exactly that. Is that what you said? Yeah, that you can't really. I'd rather have a I'd rather have a designed, predetermined universe that had the ability to have a story in and meet people that give you quests rather than just randomness. But the thing is, this has what like fourteen quintillion planets or something. When you consider how similar the maybe dozen or so planet examples of planets we've seen, there's there's got to be some planets that are almost identical. Just from a percentage oh, yeah. base, yeah. you're gonna find that if they look kind of similar anyway, from just the few that we've seen, that's gonna be a depressing fourteen quintillion planets to go to, because there are gonna be so many that you'll just go from one to the other and think, well, the last one was hot and this one's cold, but it looks very similar. Here's a here's a way of looking at the trailers they've shown for the game. Now that you've said that, every trailer has like all these different, vastly different looking planets and weird massive worms jumping into the desert and they look like really cool things. Hmm. And then you see people playing it and they go from planet to planet and they much look the same and the animals much look the same. At what point is the trailer even lying? Because maybe to get that difference you'd have to go through like a, a hundred planets. I think honestly to get that kind of they stuff, they, the yeah, well I don't even think for that kind of stuff, for a trailer, a promotional thing, made them themselves. I think they would have probably designed a few planets with the most interesting features that yeah. they could think of and then put that out there. And chances are you're never going to find that combination. You're just going to find a purple one with a hill with a little stumpy creature on that's friendly and then you're going to go to another one that's green that's got a hill and a little stumpy creature with slightly different face that's angry. Um, and all the outposts, trading outposts look the same. And I know obviously there's only so much they can do because it is modularly 
or whatever the fucking word is you know it's it's genera- it's randomly generated but it's got specific modules that it's got to pull the assets from yes, yeah. but that lends itself also to being a bit fucking tedious but that that's our problem with the whole, my problem with the whole game I think is that why make it random if it's going to hurt the game mm. random does not make a good game that's my argument against the whole thing I like some of the ideas this game has I like the idea of having to scavenge parts by mining your surroundings to upgrade your ship, but with no really fucking compelling reason, with nothing truly interesting around you, there's not much there. I would love it if the, if some of the principles of this game were combined into the new Mass Effect, for example, in some way, where you actually flew between places, where you actually had to land on a planet and and sometimes do some diplomacy, picking some random shit up to carry on. And as you progress in the game, maybe you can pay people to do that for you or whatever, you know. But it sounds like this is a game of good ideas that would work better in a different game. Look, as our go-to No Man's Sky correspondent. No Man's Sky Man. And he says in capital letters, no massive worms in the game, by the way. Oh yeah, I think they took yeah. There were certain some things that just aren't in the game. So that's a lie as well. Yeah, or at least it was removed during development. I don't know what how early those trailers were that had the worms. Either way, it's not painting a very good picture. No, it's it's certainly not helping their case yeah. at the moment. Yeah, I mean, if this was just some kind of innocent game that people just didn't listen and they took the wrong idea, but it's not. There's so much vagueness and white lies and and omitting the truth that it really really irks me. I think there's a big problem there, hmm. and it. it it's so cynical of Sony and Hello Games, and I I don't see it as a forgivable thing. And I know people out there will like it, but going back to my problem with randomly generated planets, if it's not an online game, what's the point? Mm. You could ha- I mean, they could calculate how many planets you're ever going to visit in a whole game. Yeah. Make that many, make them good, and when it's your first time playing it, you won't have experienced that planet. You're still exploring. What does it matter if no one else has found it? Mm. I'd rather explore something that someone else has explored, but it'd be worth exploring. Yeah, and equally, if you come across something that someone else has explored, then what's the point? Because they won't have done anything to make a mark on it apart from name it. It's like, oh, cool, someone found this. It's going to be exactly like the one that I found the other day, maybe. base building in a future patch. Oh, really? See, that's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Lots of big stuff that really would have made it more interesting at launch. Even then, what's the point in building a base on a planet you're never going to go back to? Yeah, that's true. I mean, other than to build a base ship. And probably some kind of machines to gather resources, I'd have thought. But even then, you're going to have to go back to that place to pick it up or something. I don't know. I would only expect... I don't know. ...like there already is. I want to be... I I would be really fascinated to know what the kind of drop-off in players is. Um, after a couple of weeks I doubt they'll publish that if they're not going to fucking publish what the game is hmm? oh, oh. no they wouldn't but I'm talking like going into pre-owned game shops and just seeing oh, how many copies yeah. are lying around you and stuff. Do that. I don't have any CEXs near me but that would be an interesting bit for the show to find out take a picture of how many there is like when every time you pass a CEX yeah that'd be good be depressing wouldn't it and one last thing I want to say about it that I might have just forgotten as soon as I started talking Um. Yeah, the, the language thing. The reason, the only reason I was for playing it, as far as I can gather, is is pushing forward to learn this new language and learn what's happening. Yeah. From what I've heard, the main thing this does is it teach you can speak to the aliens then. Yeah. And all it is is befriend them. It basically just tell, they just have dialogue about what you're going to buy and what you're going to sell. It's like boring, badly written text. Yeah. It's not like some intricate story that you'd expect from a sci-fi game. 
but they can't have an intricate story, can they? Because it's it's they seem disjointed. About, they seem about as interactive uh, and they have a, as much dialogue as the aliens, the little villagers in Minecraft. That's what it seems like. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. And yeah. Once again, we've not played it. This is our views on the sort of the publishing process, the marketing campaign, the backlash, and the lies. And I think that we are allowed to have an opinion on that as gamers without having played the game. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we've not played the game, it really just shows that we were one of the few people that could see through their bullshit. Because we're not the kind of people that like those repetitive farming games. I don't, I'm certainly not. Yeah, I don't... I, I, and and I, I hope it doesn't come across like we're relishing the fact that we were we were somewhat I was hoping accurate. Would be awesome. Yeah, I because I don't I really don't I really don't want it to to end up the way it has done. And 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 I really don't want this conversation to come across like we're saying we were fucking hashtag Colin was right. You know? I really don't want it to come across no, no. that like that because it's not fucking on, really. The, the the kind of stuff that's coming out now that may or may not be true. It's going to be an interesting couple of weeks for Sean Murray and Hello Games. That's for damn sure. Yeah. Um, but we wanted, really wanted this to be good. If you are enjoying it, that's fantastic, and we're really happy for you. But I, even if you are enjoying it, <clears throat> you cannot deny that there's some dodgy fucking shit going on surrounding the multiplayer, and we need some concrete answers about what the fuck that's that's that is, or, or if it even exists. When I put this discussion on YouTube, which I think has been quite grounded. Mm. Um, You're going to burn this one up as well? As a separate discussion, I think, yeah. Cause okay, because they loved the last one, didn't yeah. they? Well, this is the thing. The fanboys jumped on the that. The thing about No Man's Sky is there seems to be this militant fanboy group. Just venomous. Sort of any sort Just of criticism. Fan- they took down Jim Sterling's website. Did, yeah, yeah. The review. What, DDoS. They DDoSed his website. It's still down. Just so childish. And it's like... It's unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, when you look at our last video, which was just discussing why we probably aren't going to buy it, and it turned out for the reasons why... Why we, we shouldn't have bought it? Mm. It's got like way more dislikes than anything else. People calling us names and stuff, and it's like you know what? Have you even played the game? Or are you waiting for Christmas for your mum to buy it? You? <laughs> you don't want anyone to tell you that. You Jesus. There you go. There's some venom right back. At you. Yeah, have that. It's fucking <laughs> scorn for you, dickheads. But if people are playing it and they enjoy it, mm. that's good. It's good. Just a shame that, enjoy it. It's a shame that some people won't simply because they weren't told the truth. Yeah, and the people that do enjoy it would have still bought it, would have still enjoyed it if they had been told what it is. Some people feel as though they have been misled, and that is not fair. Yeah, the only people that will that it will affect lying about the game is people that will have bought it thinking it's something it's not, and that's bad. Yeah, because they're not going to like it. Mm-hmm. It's a waste of money. Yep. People work hard enough for the thirty quid, not to have Sean Muggy come and steal it, essentially. Put it in his beard for later. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there we go. I think that's that's all the news we've got. Talked at length about that. Oh, we didn't talk about the experience, which just briefly, I want to reiterate, the PS4K Neo 2 mm. is going to get announced and all the details announced it. Yes. Early September. PlayStation meeting, 9th of September, I think, maybe 7th, can't remember which. Um, event in New York City, and they're going to talk all about PS4K, presumably show off maybe some VR stuff there as well. They delayed it for me 3 They said they delayed it because they wanted to have enough games. Mm. So presumably, we can expect a few games running on 4K that we've not seen, or maybe some upgrades. I don't know. Yeah, they they are they're going to have to show this thing yeah. running yeah. to to sell so people on insane. it. I mean, I, I went into a PC world a couple of weeks ago, and 4K is amazing. Yeah. And you know, 
I think it's I think it's sensible. I really don't see a negative for it. Mm. So not always scorny. Aaron. He's gonna buy one. Sky. I'm not gonna buy one, but Sky. maybe in the future. In the future, I'm still running an early HD TV. It's worse than worse than that one. Yeah, you say worse than that one. Like this one is is you got bad. 50 quid. No, not this one. The fifty oh, quid one is in the other room. Say, right. This is the good one. Yeah, this is a lot worse than that one. Yeah, and it's a lot thicker. Yeah, is it? Is it heavy as well? Fuck. The older ones are heavy, aren't they? That would, that cheap one in the other room is heavy as hell. So yeah, I mean, one day I would like to upgrade to a four K. Only makes sense. Yeah. And you'll have a gaming console to be able to use that on, hopefully. But there we go. That's the news. It's time to move on to the end of the show. Oh, hello. Didn't hear you come in. I'm esteemed voice actor Richard McGonagall. And what I find goes best with a glass of brandy, open fireplace, and my best smoking jacket and slippers is a good episode of PlayStation Radio UK. You know you want to be like me. So go on. Get listening. End of the show, end of the show, end of the show, end of the show. Thank you very much for listening with your ear holes. Thank you very much to those of you who came and watched our stream. With their eye holes. And it's still, what fucking time is it now? It's five, ten past one. It's ten, ten past one. If you're in the States, it might be a bit easier for you. But those of you in the UK, thank you very much for, for bearing with us and watching it. And in fact, those of you who are watching the stream back. Yeah. at a more reasonable hour thank you for watching as well we hope you enjoyed this setup with the things in the corner the corners of the screen because it's because it's the it's the playroom and you Knock can no you can you can waft it and stuff oh, so you can, can um, hit this guy I don't <sighs> no. don't do that uh, if you like this setup we may well be able to do it in the future maybe not make it a regular thing but it will certainly be more regular than yeah than before because I'm only 20 pounds away yeah uh, so it's it's pretty handy and this is quite a nice and easy setup here up and down for 20 quid yes I'm going to come and visit you at some point we can't do a live stream though because that'd be shit we won't be able to do a live stream but we can do a podcast yeah at that point um, but whenever you come here we can do we can do this kind of thing Absolutely. and um, there's also a lot of hassle it was a lot of hassle, but now we've got the we've got the system yeah, down. Just... We know, you know, there's a lot of experimenting, fucking about with trying to set up lighting and stuff, and this seems to be working okay. Um, those of you who are listening to the podcast won't realise that we had to we had to tape some paper over the light that's above us because it was too bright and it was just completely washing me out of frame, and you couldn't see me because I'm so white <laughs> from my head to my toes. <laughs> Uh, but thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching. Simon, where can they find us on the internets? They can find us online, on digital, and on 98.2 FM. And AOL.com chat room. <laughs> they can find us on our website, which is www.playstationradio.co.uk. Yep. On there, there's links to all of our new episodes, our PSN IDs. If you're going to add us, let us know that you're a listener mm-hmm. and not just some random person on Rainbow Six Siege. Because I won't add you. I'm gonna I'm gonna delete you and add you and say I'm some random person from Rainbow Six. If you're gonna add me, tell me that you have a boyfriend and you're gonna have to delete me immediately afterwards because it's the only way I can accept friends now. Uh, and also we have a Twitter and Facebook. Yeah. Twitter is at PS Radio UK. Facebook is slash PlayStation Radio UK. And YouTube with all our reviews and playthroughs and. Oh, go and watch the park. Go and watch it. It's a yeah. it's an absolute delight. Um, it is what is our YouTube just slash PlayStation Radio UK. yeah youtube.com forward slash PlayStation Radio UK and you join our community on PS4 our lovely lovely PS4 community 
Yeah, it's sexy. If you don't like the, if you don't like getting notifications all the time, you can turn them off and just check whenever you want. You can, and there aren't posts in there too frequently anyway. Every time there's a new show up, I post in there. So if you get a notification, it might be because there's a new show, yeah. and you'll be told on your PS4. Is it nice? It's nice. Are we good? Are we good? We're good. Thanks for listening. So tired. Let's go to bed. Not together. Yeah. You're sleeping on this sofa. I'm sleeping in a bed, a real bed, big boy bed. Bed up and down. Ah, oh, stop saying that. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, he does. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. Love you. Bye. You've been listening to the PlayStation Radio UK podcast. To find out more, go to www.playstationradio.co.uk or follow us on Twitter at PS Radio UK. If you've never played a computer game, don't dismiss them. There are games for all mentalities. It's just that the good games are hidden behind a massive crap.